Hi, everybody. Welcome to Buffy Speak. We got ourselves a Tara episode. Yeah, we did. About damn time. I've been writing to them for weeks, asking them to give us a Tara episode. Joss Whedon, of the, Joss Whedon of the early 2000s, where is my Tara episode, she yeah. says. I've been writing them, and I actually uh, send them back in time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just happy that my needs have been met, personally. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's just like... Um, it's kind of just one of the... We were talking about this a little bit last episode, about how there's some episodes that are really, really plot-heavy and some episodes that are really, really character-heavy. And then last week's episode was a really solid blend of the two. Mm-hmm. And this one's just super character-heavy, which I'm fine with. Um, yeah. We saw a little bit more about Glory. She seems to have some type of reigning power over the fellow demons. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll see how far that gets her, though. Because <laughs> it didn't get her very far this episode. Um, and they couldn't even see the demons that she sent after them. <laughs> and they still lost. So, uh, Glory's batting, batting zero right now, right? Mm-hmm. Do you bat a zero? Um, you, yeah, I, I think so. You bat a thousand, and that means that you're hitting every ball that is pitched to you. Really? So, yeah. are there a thousand balls? No, it's out of... It's like, it has to do with um, the percentage of, I don't know, it's out of a thousand. That's why, like, if you ever go to a baseball game and you look up on the scoreboard, it'll have, like, point seven or point like four three four next to somebody's name, uh-huh. and that's their batting average. Oh. And it's out of a thousand. Yeah, so that's, like, a fraction of what they hit. So, the like, the higher the number, the better. Okay. Opposite of golf. Uh, welcome to baseball speed. Huh. <laughs> I'm uh, learning all sorts of things. Yeah. You don't really like baseball, do you? You you like college football. I I barely like college football. Yeah, you just like to wear the shirts and yell roll tide. I do. I yell roll tide. <laughs> That's all. I will be That's doing that at a point in the near future because we are playing another game. Oh yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait to see those elephants out on the field. <laughs> Right? I don't are mean they to the be, elephants? We are the Crimson Tide. Mm. Oh, that's why you say Roll Tide. I yeah. was thought, I was like, aren't they the elephants? What's Roll Tide? Well, mean? our uh, mascot is an elephant. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So let's get in to the episode. Let's talk about Tara. Let's do it. So, we could just get who's, right to the Who's point. from Her- Alabama? They don't what? say it in the episode. Is- they don't say it in the episode, but Amber Benson is from Birmingham. Oh, man. Roll Tide. Am I right? Roll Tide. (laughs) So, uh, okay. So we'll get right to the point. The gist is that Tara's parents show up for her. Well, well, just her dad. Right. Okay, that's a good point. And her brethren. And her cousin. Cousin Beth. Cousin Beth played by Amy Adams. Oh, my God. Your name was in the episode. I'd, I'd completely forgotten her name until just now. Because I was, in my notes, I just wrote her down as Amy Adams. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so her family shows up for her, and they're like, you have to come with us. And, okay, remember, we thought, well, I thought Tara was something uh, at the beginning, because they were doing this, like, demon-locating spell, and Tara sabotages it, because Mm -hmm. she clearly doesn't want to be found. So we knew that she Mm -hmm. was something, and in this episode, they just call her a demon. Like, just a straight-up demon. Anya makes a really good point at the end. She's like, um, what kind? Yeah. And they don't know, I guess. <laughs> um, because... 
so, yeah, they just call her, like, this generic demon, and it ends with, okay, Spike punches her, right? Yes. They're trying to figure out whether or not she's demon or human, and Spike punches her as, like, a litmus test. Yeah. And, um, and his head hurts, which means that she would be human. Mm-hmm. My theory is that Spike faked it. Okay. Okay. I just wanted that on the record. That's I know out you can't there? T- Okay. I just wanted it on here. Um, because what was all this build up for? If she was just not a demon? Like, that'd be so lame. <laughs> if, like, we've had, we had, like, this little nugget planted many episodes ago about her, like, not wanting to be found, and then her family shows up and stuff like And where's her mom? That's what. She's dead. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Her mom I is... thought she just ran off or something. No, her mom her mom died. <laughs> oh man, I thought she turned into a demon and then she ran away, but I guess she turned into a demon and then her husband killed her. <laughs> Probably. Um Yeah, and I mean this is kind of just is this all just a metaphor for like coming out to your parents? I mean Is that what kind this is of, supposed to be? Well in later in this Later in the series, Willow says that Tara's been out longer than she has, which makes me think that she's out to her family. Right. So. Well, okay, so my my reading of it is that, like, okay, so everybody, like, Cousin Beth and everything, they kept being like, who knows what kind of lifestyle you're living. Right, right. They and, like, that's a lifestyle. A, yeah, and... Um, you know, her dad is in her bedroom and he sees all of her witch stuff and he says, I expect you wanted me to see these, right? All this witch stuff and like, or all your toys. Yeah. That's what he calls them. And so I read it and oh, and he says, I thought if we let you go, you'd get this all out of your system and you'd come home to us. Mm-hmm. And so my, and like, that's how um, bigoted parents talk about homosexuality a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, talk about it like it's a phase and stuff like that. And so my reading was that it was like, I don't know. I guess, I mean, I guess it's, it's just, I mean, okay, so the, the conflict was just that Tara was into something that her family didn't want her to be into, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the same kind of message as, like, a, an episode where, you know, somebody doesn't want their son to be gay, but they are. Right. So, I think the parallels are intentional. I think it'd be really silly if they weren't. <laughs> but, uh, it'd be an excellent coincidence for them. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, and then, but that is, uh, it's kind of interesting that she didn't introduce Willow to her parents when her parents walked in. Or, I keep saying her parents. I just right. mean her family. She, so, yeah, she, um, well, it's, it's also interesting because, like, Willow's not really the one who defends Tara from her dad. It's Buffy. Well, Willow's not too much help, right? <laughs> like, physic- physically speaking. I mean, sure, Willow can, like, do all her spells and stuff. Like, she's useful in that way. But I think in the moment, Willow is kind of protecting her just by being like, Tara, what do you want? And just yeah. taking the time to very obviously take the person who is trying to, like... So- like, people are trying to control Tara, right? Mm-hmm. And Buffy, I mean, excuse me, Willow takes a second and is like, what do you want to do, Tara? Mm-hmm. 
And so that's how she's helpful. And then once Buffy sees that Tara doesn't actually want to leave, then Buffy's like, you're going to have to go through me. Yeah. Um, and Dawn's like, and me. <laughs> I know that was um, cute. Oh, yeah. Brief update on Dawn. Um, Buffy told Giles what happened. What the deal is. Yeah. The lowdown. And, um, but they're not telling anybody else because I thought it was a great choice. I think that the more people that know about the secret, the more danger they're going to be in. Mm -hmm. And plus, like, they just can't keep it together. Hey, Steven. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh, my phone. I said, hey, Steven, and my phone thought I said, hey, Siri. Ha ha. Ha ha. What a a funny little, what a funny little predicament I've gotten myself into. What a little predicament. Oh, Siri's recording this. (laughs) Please keep going. (laughs) So, uh, what? Oh, yeah, they would just, like, be weird, and she would figure out that something was up. And she already kind of thought something was up last episode, and I don't know. I mean, she has reason to be superstitious, or paranoid, I guess. Paranoid this episode, because Buffy's being super overprotective of her. Mm-hmm. And even Riley is being, like, you're kind of being crazy. Like, Buffy won't let her go to dinner at the neighbor's house. Yeah. And, um... The okay, across-the-street Riley- neighbor's house. Right. Uh, another good point. Riley, you know, is Has lost his damn mind. What? Has lost his damn mind. Um, I was gonna say that he knows Buffy really well. Yeah. And it sucks that, like, even though he does other stuff and he's silly and dramatic and, you know, excessive a lot of the time, um, I still think it's interesting that he knows her so well. Like, you know, like, just in the instance where Buffy says that Dawn can't go to, um, to the dinner afterwards, Riley's like, uh, what was that about? Mm-hmm. And he can tell something's up. And, I mean, part of the reason that he's being so annoying is because he knows something's going on that he is not being clued into, which mm-hmm. is the truth. So it's like, it's like when somebody goes through your phone and they find out that you're cheating and then you're like, why'd you go through my phone? And it's like, because there was something for me to find. Uh-huh. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, like if you find something, if there is something that you're not being let in on, then however you're acting is kind of excused, right? Because I mean, imagine that, imagine you're dating Buffy. Okay. And Buffy dates, I mean, wait, Buffy fights. <laughs> <laughs> she dates. Um, Buffy fights unimaginable evils every single day. And then all of a sudden she starts being super secretive. And mm-hmm. she just never lets you in on anything. Meanwhile, she found out about your secret and burned it to the ground. <laughs> you know, it, so it's just like, I, I see where he's coming from. And I think, uh, like, as a as frustrated as I get with Riley's character, just because I think he's boring, you know, Captain Cardboard and all. <laughs> right. Um, I still think that it's done really well. And I think it's done realistically. Mm-hmm. So those are my compliments I have for Riley. On the other hand... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he is approached by, okay, yeah, so he's going and drinking in this bar? Willie's, remember Willie's? Willie's place, yes I do. I forgot what it was called. Um, yeah, so he's drinking there with all the monsters, and I just can't fathom why he would ever, ever do that. But he does. And even the bartender is like, is like, you got a reputation with these people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. And then he gets approached by a hot vampire, and she's like, you want to go someplace more private? Because she's trying to eat him. And then 
he's like, no, I don't go out with vampires. And she's like, darn. And leaves, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, (laughs) And then he shows up kind of late to Tara's birthday party. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 the party is well underway. People are toasty. That party All the alcohol they're drinking the when they're not even 21 yet. Um, listen. Everybody... At a bar, though, like, they're at the bar and they're drinking. Yeah. How, how are people... I don't know. I feel and like I everybody they all drinks look alcohol like they're 30. before you're 21. Yeah, they do. I know, they but... They really I... do. <laughs> but I'm just like, how did they all get alcohol at at the bar and they're drinking it at the bar? And none of them are 21. Maybe Giles got it for him. Maybe so. He's Maybe cool. Giles he's is a, a cool bad mom. Egg. Yeah, he's a cool, he's a cool guy. Oh, God, I lost my notes. Here they are. <laughs> um, okay, so we're all out of order because this was more of a character episode than anything. Yeah, not, um, not too much plot. Yeah, oh, yeah, let's talk about Spike, too. Spike has been pictured in this episode stroking a blonde mannequin's head. <laughs> We're in a bad way. It's creepy and it's true. Okay, that's... I know that. I know that it's creepy and it's weird. I have also been at a point in my life before where if I had a mannequin head that looked like somebody I had a crush on, I probably would have done the same thing. (laughs) Sometimes it happens. Sometimes that's where you're at. Spike is relatable. I didn't go get a mannequin head, but if I had one already... You know? <laughs> so maybe maybe he had it lying around. That's what he was getting. Do you remember? Um was that before or after? No, that might, that was that was before. I was gonna say he got it in the in the dump. Remember when he was in the dump? Yes, I do. We still don't know what he was doing there either, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> head yeah, he is that he found a mannequin head in the dump. Yeah, maybe he went there to find the mannequin. Maybe he made the voyage that I never could. <laughs> he's he's yeah. so brave, that Spike. I know. He's a he's a beacon of hope for people like me. <laughs> um, yeah, he also is thinking about fighting with Buffy uh, mm-hmm. while he's having sex with Harmony, which is not good for him. That's bad. Yeah, that's... I... He's got so much, like... So much is twisted up for him, like violence and love, and like yeah, it, it's and all sex. the same for Spike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a that's very... kind of a that's a bummer, but it's definitely like a him problem. Like he absolutely got himself into this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love Spike. So the episode after this one is my favorite episode of the entire series. What? I can't wait. And I watched this and that last night with my best friend because she also likes Buffy. And so I watched Family and I watched Fool for Love. It was just a really good night. This is one of those, um, like, one-two punches of episodes that are just, like, so good to me. Yeah, I'm really excited to see... I'm assuming the next one is really spike-heavy. It's his backstory. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. You find out, like, basically everything about him, um, which is super, super good. And it's laid out like a comic book. What? Well, it's not, like, I didn't realize this. Like, it's not something that, like, is immediately apparent to you. But if you watch for it, like, the shots are um, framed. Like, like comic book 
panels? Yeah, like panels. Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. It's very interesting. Um, but, yeah, so I freaking love this little bit in season five, because it's just like, do you know, Caroline, do you know who my three favorite Buffy characters are? Mm, Tara. Okay, yes, all three. Spike. <laughs> so it's, yes. And? And? She has her fa- hand over her face, folks. She's <laughs> trying thinking. really hard. I'm trying to think. Is it Dawn? It's Buffy. Um, so Spike, T- Buffy, and Tara. It's actually Buffy, Spike, Tara is the order. Are my three favorite uh, characters. And so this little portion of the season is real great for me personally. Oh, Because yeah. we get Buffy all the time. Like Buffy, Buffy. Yeah, Buffy's you know. the shit though. Yes, which I love. Can't get enough. Then we have Tara, a good Tara episode, and then we have a Spike episode, and it's all super great, and I love it, and I love season five. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm having a really good time so far. I mean, there were some times in season four when we were recording where I'd have to be like, oh my god, I have to go watch the episode. And it would be like a little bit of a burden just because you never knew what you were going to (laughs) get. You had no idea what you were in store for. Um, but yeah, this one's been pretty consistently like, oh, okay, I'm going to go watch Buffy and stuff like that. Because I've been, uh, we've been on the up and up, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else is there? Oh, yeah, Tara puts this spell on everybody so that yes. they won't see the demon side of her. And it backfires because there's demons after them literally all the time. I don't know why she thought this would be a good <laughs> idea. She's known them for a long time. Like, she knows this about them. And she was like, you know, it'd be great if she couldn't see vampires. Yeah, if it she would can't be great see... if the vampire slayer couldn't see any vampires. <laughs> That's what I want. If she as can't a see the thing she's fighting. Yeah. So, um, so she casts a spell on them and they're invisible to demons, which is a problem because they get attacked by demons and then, uh, and then she realizes what she's done. So then she takes the spell off. Yes. And that's the whole plot. (laughs) Again, this isn't really, I'm kind of like out of stuff to say a little bit. Plus I have a sore throat today, you guys. Well, we can, um, hold on. Let me see. Yeah, it's uh, it really is. It's a good episode, but it's a very straightforward episode. Oh, big oh, time. oh, okay. Here's something we can talk about because I always thought it was really interesting to me how um, Xander and Buffy kind of like are pretty quick to like because they don't know Tara, but none of them have made an effort to know Tara. Yeah. And I think that's really, I mean, like, it's a little annoying. <laughs> like, it's like, I mean, I get it. Like, with your when your friend has significant others, like, sometimes it's just like, oh, I don't really, you know, care. But, like, you at least try. I think at the same time, though, is that there was a bit of a precedent where Willow was keeping Tara, like, not a secret from them necessarily, but definitely separate. Mm-hmm. And so I think well, yeah, there was a bit of a... literally say, like, I like having something that's just mine. Right, and so I think there was a bit of a precedence there that might have, like, it might not be all Buffy and Xander's fault, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be it might be the fact that Tara intentionally doesn't try to, like, try very hard to, um, you know, connect with them because 
she has this thought in her head that Willow doesn't necessarily want her to be part of the gang. And I think that's part of the insecurity, right? Tara's always like, I'm not useful. I don't feel useful. Mm-hmm. I and also think... I wonder how much of that is because of that. Mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting that even though this is a backstory episode, like kind of, it's more... I mean, it's, it's Tara-centric. You really don't find out hardly anything about her. Yeah, I still don't know if she's a demon or not. <laughs> I mean, like, I was told that she wasn't, but I have my doubts. Caroline, and can I tell you something? What? She's not. What? That doesn't make any sense. What was all this build-up for? <laughs> what was all this for? <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want you to, like, I don't want you to spend the rest of the series looking for things oh that aren't there. Oh my god. What was it? Okay, she just thought she was a demon? Yeah. So it really was just all a trick? Yeah, her whole life she thought that... Well, because her mom um, was a a witch, too. Okay. And her family didn't really like that, I guess, which is... Okay, so this is confusing to me. So if her mom was a witch and she started being a witch... When she was 20. Which is what okay. her dad says in this. Yes. Then why why is their attitude towards witchcraft and towards magic so antagonistic? Like, were her parents divorced? Were they... We don't know. Like, the, and see, this is what I'm talking about. And, like, I will say, like, in Tara's, like, entire... Um, tenure on the show it's frust- It's really frustrating because she really doesn't ever become anything more than Willow's girlfriend that's a huge bummer yeah it's like a it, it's a I think it's a huge disservice to her as a character because I think she could be so interesting and I mean she already is interesting and they've barely given her yeah anything so far yeah she and she's so unlike everyone else in the show yeah I agree and I would just love, like, I I would have loved to see, like, her personality and her, like, having to, you know. And there are some, there are some episodes, like, in season six, where she, um, you know, makes her, I mean, makes her own choices and, like, stands up for herself and, like, that kind of stuff. And that's really cool to see. It's, like, cool to see how she's grown. But you don't get the, like, satisfaction... And I know you can't really speak to this right now. You don't Mm -hmm. get the satisfaction of, like, being, like, oh, man, like, I've seen Tara come so far from this, like, you know, very quiet, stuttering person in season four. Because they never, like, you see her change... But you don't see, like, why or how, except for they give the, like, oh, it's because she loves Willow. It's like, but, like, why? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I want more than she's in a relationship. Yeah, and maybe it's just, maybe it's just one of those things where it's like, um, you know, the show's only 40 minutes long. Yeah. Right? Like, maybe there's just other things that they focused on instead. But, I mean, I'll already tell you that there's some things in Buffy that they could have sacrificed in <laughs> lieu of better character development. And also, we know so much about Riley. I mean, maybe not about, like, his... Oh, uh, yeah, we do! <laughs> maybe not about his background, and, like, I get it. He was a huge part He's of season... He's from Iowa. He is from Iowa. Um, 
maybe not like we don't know like what are his parents like and blah 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 but we also don't know a lot of that about willow but we still know that like her personality traits like what does she like to do what is she what is she insecure about what is she you know what is she not like about herself so far so far tara is just a witch and she likes willow and cats and she's nervous yeah and her insecurities are just general (laughs) Yeah, insecurities existing. Um, yeah. And so it's just, like, it's really frustrating to, like, to see this, like, character that, like, was so groundbreaking to exist. To even exist, her, like, her story right. was, like, important. But, I mean, I guess it, it shows how far we've come in representation. Yeah. That I'm, like, yeah, I don't time. care. Like, I need more about her as a person. As opposed to just, she's gay. There yeah. you go. That's your character. I want, yeah. I like, I really want to know more just about who she is. And, and you never, like, you never really get that. And it's like, oh, come on. Like, uh, like, Riley gets to be more than just Buffy's boyfriend. And Riley know, gets to, Riley gets so much more Anya, than Anya he is deserves. like her own whole thing. Yeah, she, but that took a long time, dude. That's true. She's been around since season three. Yeah. That took a really long time before they even had anything more to her than just she's rude. Mm-hmm. And now she's, like, lovingly rude. <laughs> but that's still her thing. And she loves know? money. We are finding oh, out. Oh, yeah. She does like that. Oh, yeah. And there's this cute bit where uh, Tara's explaining that joke to her, you know? Oh, yeah. The party, the party bit was really cute. Oh, man. The party looked so much fun. Did you see how many witches were there? I know. All these people I'd, you never I'd see again. I'd so be there. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> oh, my God. And do you remember when they were floating? That part? I almost cried. At the very end, um, Willow and Tara, they're slow dancing together, and Tara says, she's like, even when I'm at my worst, you still make me feel special. How do you do that? And Willow goes, magic. And then they, they hug each other, and they're dancing, and then they start floating, and they're floating above everybody else at the dancing at the dancing party. <laughs> and because it's a witch dancing party, nobody even cares. Nobody even looks up. They're just like, oh, yeah, Tara and Willow. Dude, what do you think happens when they have sex? They probably go flying through the ceiling. <laughs> They had to install like a retractable sunroof in their new apartment. <laughs> they have like, to no. They have to have a net. They are, they attach a net to the roof. Oh my so fucking that. god! Yeah, they don't float away. <laughs> so they, they they have like a balloon hook, or like yeah, she's they, like they have to pull each other down. She's like, "Are you in the mood?" And she's like, "Yeah, let me get the net. You open the sunroof. Let's go." Um, wow. Oh man. We have ideas. <laughs> yeah, we should write a show. We have groundbreaking ideas. Beth, we should write a show. We should write the... We should write the... Um, we know what we're talking about. We should write the Adventure Zone adaptation. Uh, girl, who you telling? <laughs> who you telling? Who are, who are you telling? Huh? <laughs> no, uh, I'd absolutely love to do that. Hey, man, let's take this opportunity. Uh, if you don't listen to the Adventure Zone already... Get it on is that a, shit. Yeah, dude, get on it. If you were... Okay, first of all, if you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that means you're a big enough nerd to understand what this is all about. <laughs> so, it's um, it's a Dungeons & Dragons podcast hosted by the McElroy brothers and their father. 
mm-hmm. and it's lit as hell, and it is long, and it is it is difficult at times, and it is the most rewarding thing I've ever one of the most rewarding stories I've ever experienced. The tears that I cried while listening to this podcast are the best tears I have ever shed. Mm-hmm. You know when you're just crying and you're like, oh yeah, that's the good stuff. <laughs> you, you know exactly what I'm talking about when you're like, hell yeah, this is exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. That's what it does to me. Oh my god. The it's- finale is three hours long and I cried literally the entire three hours. I was shedding, yep. there were it's- literal tears falling from my eye holes the entire three hours. <sighs> I, uh, they recently, I was at their Nashville live show and they recently uploaded it and I was like giddy, yeah. like experiencing it all over again. I was like, oh yeah, that did happen. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's nothing like it. So, uh, you clearly like podcasts if you're listening to us. Um, <laughs> you clearly have a serious dedication to podcasting if you're listening mm-hmm. to us. Um, so your education so, yeah. is lacking. Yeah. So get on this. It's a. It's some real. Uh, it's some real intense, lovely podcasting. They mm-hmm. do some great things with the medium. So check it out. That's our official endorsement. Yep. We could. Dude, we could be here for hours we, if we talked about the adventure like, zone. Like, these days, like, I would say a solid, like, 60% of what we talk about is the adventure zone. Yeah, and it will be until further notice. <laughs> um, what else? I'm reviewing my notes just one more time. Spike loves Buffy. He Wish does. I had a mannequin head. Uh, yeah, okay, so that's the gist. Um, Joss we'll Whedon more. wrote and directed this guy this one Mm -hmm. i thought i always thought for some reason it wasn't that great yeah i know i mean yeah it's like i love this episode it was good yeah but i wasn't it's not up to his usual snuff yeah Um, that's what i'm saying do you remember innocence (gasps) do you remember that episode oh my god i don't remember i don't know i think so i think so let's look it up okay Uh, while we're here while we're on buffy.wikia.com slash wiki slash innocence um, it was as- it was written and directed by Joss Whedon, and oh my gosh, I have a picture of Buffy with her season two hair, and it's Yikes. so good. It's so good. It's short, and she looks like a baby. <laughs> That's what I like. I like baby Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh, hold on. I have a. This is there's a promo which looked like it ran in a newspaper question mark or a like parade magazine maybe but it's black and white and it says new night new time tonight her (laughs) her worst fears and deeper deepest desires become one which i guess is what happened wait what hold on you cut out uh this this promo for innocence um it it's a it like <laughs> i don't know i i really don't know how to describe it to you but it says new night new time because i'm assuming they changed times right um part two tonight the buffy two night event is it two is it two nights is it a new night and a new time the two night of i don't know it's just there's a lot of nights and times in this ad you copy. should definitely tweet this uh image I will, and it when says, we post this tonight, episode. her worst fears and deepest desires become one. Hey, that's uh, that's actually what I'm doing tonight. 
It's actually, I said that, that's so weird. I said that exact same text to my friend earlier. I was like, you know what we should do tonight? Our worst fears and our deepest desires. Yeah, let's figure them out, buddy. Let's go. And Um, then it says, (laughs) new earlier time. Buffy the Vampire Slayer moves to Tuesday starting tonight. And then it just says seven. Seven. Starts at seven. Um, All right, everybody. I have to go because my throat is hurting. Oh. Farewell. We Follow us on Twitter. It. We keep forgetting to oh rate Oh my god. I, didn't I give rate it, a... it last. I didn't rate, um, guy can't even remember the name of the last episode. No Place Like Home. Um, and I think that episode deserved, I think it, I think Wait. I agree that it was a 10. Yeah, we did. No, you rated it. I didn't. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, um, I give this episode a eight. Mm-hmm. I'll give it an eight because I, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I wasn't blown out of the water. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Wow. She's always trying to one-up me. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No, I really like this episode because um, I like that we at least got a Terra episode. For once in our sad, lonely excuse for a life. In lives, yeah. Um, and I like that. And found families really, really messed me up. Yeah, that's Beth's favorite thing. Yeah, I've been rewatching Cowboy Bebop, and it is destroying me. Um, but yeah, found families really hit me in the heart hole. So. I I really love this episode and I love Tara. Actually, I'm upping it to a nine. <laughs> wow, she she reconvinced herself. Yeah, no, I'm upping it to a nine, and I can already tell you guys, fool for love, it's going to be a ten and a half. Wow, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm I'm gonna well, pre I'm gonna pre rate that because I actually just watched it last night, but <laughs> I've also seen it approximately two hundred times. Alright, well, tune in next week to find out my rating on Fool for Love. <laughs> uh, it'll probably be a ten and a half, too. Maybe even an eleven. Oh, since man. We're, yeah, since we're since doing we're that, that. Alright, everybody, we will talk to you soon. Farewell. G- goodbye, friends. Take care of yourselves and each other.